Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Israel, my man, we are coming to you live, actually, and we are streaming finally. We've promised it and promised it and promised it. Here we are, man. Uh, joining me on Willis on the Willis Digital Media platform, it's Israel Troop. What's up, Israel? What's going on, man? Uh, we were just talking just a minute ago. I feel so famous now. We're actually on TV. We're pretty much and we're live streaming man this is awesome absolutely man i'm i'm so thankful uh steve has stepped up uh tremendously if you want to check him out uh our our main man uh behind the behind the scenes here at willis digital media you can check him out every day on his palmcast i've made appearances on there as well you can check out our show around the sec which will actually be uh we're, we're in the works of maybe a uh, title change and it'll be uh sec after dark so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Israel, how's your summer training going? Man, it's going great, going great. Um, we got a, um, we got our guys actually listed in the summer school. So we were fighting the battle of uh, trying to feed them lunch and feed them breakfast in the morning. So um, our principal, who's awesome, um, Dr. Polite, um, actually let us sign them up for summer school. So what that entails is, They'll have first, they have two blocks. So first block is all weightlifting, pretty much football. And then their second block um, is a class that, you know, is a little bit easier during the summer, um, something that they don't have to take during the school year, which is, which is awesome. So um, they feed them breakfast and lunch, you know, so we didn't have to worry about that. So um, thank you to our administration over at Monroe for, for helping us out. And for those who actually had to go to summer school, um, it actually gives us a chance to be with them. And, um, they get to do football with us, so it was, it was, it was a, a, it was a blessing um, from our administration to make that happen for us. Absolutely, and uh, we we start next week with summer school, but we've uh, our first week of football is in the books, so we're uh, we're, we're we're blessed and happy to be uh, back in the weight room. We had uh, Coach Darren Mustin; um, he was a longtime strength coordinator, bounced around college football, uh, USC, Army. Uh, it's two of his most notable places, um, USC twice okay. actually, um, and uh, he came by and gave us a little tutorial. He's got a new new company, uh, Force Strength Strength and Training, uh, that, that he just started Man. up here in Nashville. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. Our kids just have me, um, yes. and I told them that I told most of them today that I'm going to play psychological mind games with you all of June, um, to where you're probably going to hate me. But it'll pay off in June, July, and especially when we get into the season. Oh yeah, no doubt. And uh, well, once once Coach Mustin left, uh, they're, they're going to be left with me and Coach Wilson in the weight room screaming. At <laughs> I guess uh, I guess they'll be begging for Coach Mustin. But I'd be remiss if I didn't say our show is presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Israel, my Hawks, man, they. Uh, advanced yeah and that boy trey young is a beast boy let me tell you oh he is man he uh, is a he is a beast boy nick killer right there man um, yes he is he had he had one heck of a, a series um it's finally good to see the hawks get past the first round um i know um a lot of it at aliens like yourself 
are happy to see that as well. So hopefully they can keep that magic going. Absolutely. Somebody's got to be successful in Atlanta, right? <laughs> Somebody. Certainly ain't going to be the Braves. Um, you know, big losses Ooh. everywhere. Uh, Ozuna decided he was going to get into shenanigans. We won't talk about that. We're not a we're not a brave show. We're not a uh, law show. So, but bet online, I bet you yeah. didn't know it has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Israel, you could literally bet on anything, anything, anything. Give me give anything, me and I bet you can bet on it. Man, I bet. Well, me and my wife are actually watching the uh, uh, the softball World Series right now. Um, and I bet you could probably bet on how many times the girls chant throughout every pitch. All right, let's see if there's a prop for that. Let's see if there's a prop. There has to be. Let's see. Uh, I'm pulling it up now. All right, let's see. College softball. All right, sports. This is great radio as I pull up. Um, let's see, other sports. You can bet on rugby. You can bet on politics. So the next, you can bet on the next Australian federal election is going to be coalition or the Labor Party. The Labor Party is plus 150. The coalition is the heavy favorite at minus 200. Uh, let's see. You can bet on who does Bill Gates. Sitting by I-75. Uh, I am. I am. There's this kid who has. There's. Do y'all have this thing in uh, Nashville called they they toot their trucks, like they're really high in the front, and really low in the back. No. So in South Georgia now, that, that's this thing that these kids are doing, and it's like the butt sitting down low, and this guy, this kid down here, he's he goes to Lee County, and his truck, you can hear it coming down the road. It is absolutely way too loud. Yes, he, he's making his presence felt. Him and the and, and the beetle that's trying to join you in your uh, in your new outdoor. <laughs> uh, that's I, I was telling before the show, man. I got to get like you. Yeah, I got get me a man cave. <laughs> hey, I got to. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a. You can't see it, but I've got a Dr. Seuss quote on the wall. The quote of the day: <laughs> "Have brains in your head and feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in hey. the direction you choose." Yeah. There you go. Same with the house. Couldn't get rid of it. Came with the house. So, uh, right. anyway. Dr. Seuss is the original rapper. He really is. It's uh, it's absolute. It's awesome. His, his books are great. They're great if you have kids as well. So, um, you could probably well, you might be able to bet on that too. Uh, so head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Israel, big, big, big week. For Georgia football, yes. Uh, in, in terms of yes, it was the transfer portal, but the dead period opened up, uh, so recruiting took off. We we talked with Blaine Gilmer last week from recruiting every second mm-hmm. network slash ubasports.com. He's one of the recruiting experts there. Uh, we talked to him. Uh, we, we got a lowdown on all the visitors. The big news in the transfer portal not long after we cut uh, our recordings, um, and then of course the SEC coming down with a. Uh, with a ruling on interconference transfer. So it's going to be a transfer portal type of day for us. And then we might hit mm-hmm. some headlines here uh, in a, you know, as, as we go. But let's get into our, our two brand new transfers, Eric Eric Gilbert, or Eric Gilbert, mm. and Darion Kennard. Or, no, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Help me out here. Um, Darian Kennard. It is Derek. Uh, he is a uh, Kendrick. Darian Kendrick. Kendrick. Yes. Kennard, not like my, not like my <laughs> player here at Hillwood, who's a wide receiver. He's about 5'6, 120 pounds, but could lose you in a phone booth. Not him. Darian Kendrick, the defensive back from Clemson. So let's start with Kendrick. Yes, sir. Man, that, that is a big pickup. Huge pickup. Huge huge and and you know that that makes the secondary go from you know b- before we got tyke smith before kendrick mm-hmm. the secondary was going to be a hang on let's see if we can survive this clemson game now exactly comes the strength of our team so, exactly man we got we got three guys who have experience now 
you know, outside of the ones that we already have. So you're, you're adding three really prominent defensive backs in that backfield on the back end with a great coach and coach die with a great defensive coordinator and great minds and must champ landing and Kirby smart on his own, all on the same side, helping out that back end. Now we get to see the big dogs eat. Now we get to let those front seven go to work and we can cover on the back end. And that's what we've been talking about. Can we sustain on the back end enough to let the front seven do work? And now I think we can. No doubt. And I saw a stat that we're going to be starting 12, five stars, uh, you know, in, mm. in 22 spots. So I'm wow. Uh, so, yeah, just going back to the secondary, like we can be a lot more aggressive with our coverages. We're going to have a lot mm-hmm. more experience back there. You have a guy that's had national championship experience in, in Darren, exactly. Darion Kendrick. You have another guy that's played against the past like, tr- like crazy with Tyke Smith because he comes from a league where running the ball is actually a four-letter word. Uh, in mm-hmm. well. So you got two guys that are really good, really versatile, then you have Brandon Turnage that comes from Alabama. Well, what do we know about Alabama? Pretty good program, I've heard. Uh, they got some guy named yes. Nick, uh, Nick Sakes. Uh, what's it? You know, help me out. Nick Saban? Is that right? Uh, Saban? I, I think I think that's right. Uh, I heard he's pretty good. He's yeah. heard he's pretty good. I heard he can coach the ball. I heard he can get some guys uh, to, to, to play well. So so Turnage comes over from Bama. Tyke Smith and, and Darren Kendrick. You add that to some super talented guys, Keely Ringo, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that uh, one of the top fastest on the team. I think when they did uh, miles per hour, he tracked in at like 22 miles per hour. I think it was like mm-hmm. one, one behind Arian Smith. Arian Smith is obviously a, a track star uh, going to be competing uh, in track and field for Georgia, turning in an impressive 10-3 in the, in the 100-meter dash. Ooh. Yes. Um, just a tenth of a second behind Matthew Bowling, who's considered one of the top in, in the country in track and field. So mm-hmm. a lot of speed back there on that back end as well. A lot of things we can do, a lot of different combinations we can have. I, I can't forget Jalen Kimber. I can't forget Chris Smith, uh, Latavius Green. Yes. Those guys uh, are, are going to contribute. And Nylon Green just came in as well. Nylon Green. Um, you know, he, oh. he's a guy that we can bring on a little bit slower now. He's not somebody that we're going to have mm-hmm. to throw in and say, all right, kid, go get it. You know, you've got yeah. some experience there to, to kind of mentor these young guys, which is I'm super excited about. So, again, that, that leaves Adam Anderson free to roam. That yes, exactly. Free to do. Like, now, just think of how creative now you can be with your pressures. Mm-hmm. This reminds me so much of that era. You remember this era as well, in that 2001 to about 2005 era when you had Tim Jennings, uh, DeMario Mentor. I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. You were there. So you had all yeah. those guys on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I mean, you had Odell Thurm. You had all those Quentin Moses, all those guys up front. Mm-hmm. And what they do? Wreak havoc. Yep. And that's what they did. And now you got oh, Thompson, David Pollock. Uh, then you we are we on defense right now, exactly. Yeah, and nobody was coming across the Ooh. middle. Sean Jones and Thomas Davis, and eventually no. Greg Blue. Greg Blue, oh, Kentrell Curry. I saw I saw Jennings uh, and, and Steve will cringe at this, and Steve probably remembers this uh, when Tim Jennings picked sixth uh, Eli Manning uh, in, in Sanford. It was 2002. It was my freshman year. He picked sixth him. Um, and that kind of blew the game wide open, and it sent Eli into a tailspin for that game. And that Georgia, and and in that very same game, I saw Boss Bailey, uh, I saw Boss Bailey get up, elevate, and block an extra point. You know how he used to do. It's like yes. I think it's the Boss Bailey rule now, where you can't jump over the line. Yeah, he did that and block the kick. It was it was it was amazing what he did, and so. Uh, just to have a defense that looks and is built like that for the first time in the Kirby Smart era, he's had pieces, mm-hmm. but he's never had the full complement. I, I think now that he has the full complement, I mean, you have to win the SEC. You have to get in the playoff. You have to get in the national championship game at least. That is the worst-case scenario, your national runner-up this year with the, with, the, with the way this team is loaded up. Best-case scenario, yes, I, I, um... win it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you all the way. The only thing that could hold us back now is injuries. 
and knock on wood hopefully that doesn't happen right now because with the talent we have on both sides of the ball i mean our defense just got from here to here in a matter of a week you know what i mean so you add you just add another piece to where all right now we don't have to we don't have to play passive we don't have to see what happens and have to get in the flow of the game now we can go out and just play ball we can blitz we, we can play coverage we can do everything no doubt with it i mean nothing is going to be no stones going to be left unturned as far as scheme goes but you know what else is lost in all this the fact that these guys weren't around in the spring which means mm -hmm. all the depth so if we do get injuries we can plug guys mm -hmm. in that have that have been getting reps like jordan davis didn't do much in the spring, exactly right he had some guys getting getting backup reps you had some of these reserve linebackers getting reps and kobe dean was a little bit nicked up he didn't he didn't contribute much nolan smith is a guy that's uh, that's going to be useful in a bunch of different areas. I mean, we're going to defensively, mm -hmm. we're going to be able to do a lot. So let's flip over offensively now. Eric, uh, Eric Gilbert or Eric Gilbert or mm -hmm. you say his name. I'm going to learn. I got to learn that now. Um, <laughs> he comes in. He is. I'm seeing him being compared to Kyle Pitts, and I don't know if yes. it's a fair comparison. Yes. It's a wait and see for me as far as what he can do on the field. Mm -hmm. As far as that goes, that's a pretty lofty comparison. But I think he's going to, like, style of game is very, very simple, mm -hmm. which means he can hurt you. He's not he's not your standard tight end. He can hurt you in various different spots. So, again, that, you know, the word of the day is creativity. That might be – we might call the show creativity because that's what these new guys allow us to do. Like, offensively now, I, don't, I like that. personnel – and still have a, a a threat on the perimeter with Eric Gilbert. Mm -hmm. or Deion Ford, we can do so. We can do so much now. It, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So you know, um, Eric. You know, he actually trained with uh, one of the best Georgia Bulldogs to ever do it, and uh, Terrence Edwards. You know, so he trains with him over in the bubble. Um, you know, he's a you know four six four seven guy. I mean, he's what six four what 230 something like that 240 i think uh that's what uh terrence said the other day so i mean now you're adding a different element now you're adding um a cow pitch type element to this offense who like you said we can split him out wide you can play this man in the slot and get him matched up against safeties and linebackers now you know and you still have darnell washington who's six seven you can put him in a slot now too or what can defenses do your average safety is what six foot, six one, something like that. Six six three on a good day. So now you got six five and six seven in the slot. And a linebacker, come on now. I love I love Roquan Smith. I love him to death. And he is a dang good football player. But picture him matched up against one of those two in coverage. I, I would I would crack up. Like Roquan and Kyle Pitts never got a chance to go against each other, but that would have been an embarrassment uh, on, on Roquan's with I love Roquan to death. Yes. Uh, I have to hate Pitts because he's a Gator, but now that he's a Falcon, I have to love him again. Like, yeah. What, that's a conundrum. We can get to that later. But, um, you know, you, you get you get a per – how about this personal grouping, right? You have, uh, you have Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, Arian Smith, and then you have a split backfield. Mm. Deuce and Cook. Mm. You put you put Smith by himself, and then you put Washington in the slot, Gilbert out wide. Put Washington on the ball, motion Gilbert in. Think of all the stuff you can do with that. Man, and then when you got Burton still, you got uh, Jackson still, you got Pinkins when he comes back. I mean, you have oh, God Almighty, Justin Robinson. It's 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 ridiculous because you know we got we're we're gonna run Marcus the ball. We got a stable backfield. Whew. Should I keep going? Man, all all we gotta do now is protect. That's it. Yeah. Protect. We protect. That I mean, honestly, Israel. That goes. The two question marks coming in this season. Like, if we were to do a Georgia preview. Like two weeks ago, if we would have done one two weeks ago, mm -hmm. our two biggest question marks are going to be secondary and O-line, right? Secondary is taken care of. Secondary is fixed. <laughs> it's going to be good. O-line, it's just it's just going to be an experience thing. Like, the, like the, there's going to be a few sacks given up that is due to non-experience. Like, hey, they just got us, right? There's going to be a few of that. 
but we're so athletic at the tackle spots. I think if we start the right guys, Amarius Mims, Broderick Jones are two guys that I think are going to start and, and be stars in this league. Right. Uh, you, you got your guard Schaefer and Sawyer. I think having, I think having Mims come on so quickly and pick up the offense so quickly and, and have such a pretty, and he had a, he had a good spring. I think that gives you the opportunity now to bring, Sawyer down into the guard spot where he belongs. So you have Schaefer and Sawyer, and then you have, uh, then you have your center. You got to figure out which I think is going to be. I think it's. And then you have Tavage. Yeah. And Pran, I think, is your other guy. He's your other swing guy. So I think you have Ratledge. Uh, Van Pran, you have Xavier Truss, Warren McClendon, uh, that you can all, that you can throw out there at the tackle spot. Um, you know, Van Pran is your swing guy on the inside. Uh, Clint mm-hmm. Webb, your swing guy that can play center and guard. Uh, so you have, you know, you have a lot of cross training going on. So um, it's it's going to be ooh, it's like musical chairs for it now. But that's the great thing about it now because think about this. With the, with the added depth that Eric Gilbert brings in, okay, like you say, you can go 13 personnel. 12 personnel looks a whole lot better. You know, 11, 10, you know, all, all those personnel look so much better now instead of throwing deep routes and stuff all the time. You just give those guys the ball in space. You still have Cook. You know, you still have uh, Milton. You still have Zeus. You still got running backs, too, that can you can give them the ball in space as well. So, now you have another big body that on screens and stuff that can block, you know, instead of having just carries and those guys up front blocking, you know what I mean? So you can do so much more now to where even with an inexperienced line, now you can throw bubble screens or throw quick pass guys a ball in space and watch them work. You know what I mean? Throw a fade to, to Eric or Darnell, you know, at any point in the game. And... Uh, at another SEC program, Kendrick has has seen it at a program mm-hmm. that's been in the not only in the playoff but in the national title hunt every single year. So, um, you know, you, you're getting mm-hmm. a lot of great insight. You're getting a lot of great wisdom to share in the locker room, in the weight room, in class, around campus, around Athens. Two guys that understand what it takes, I think, to get there. And then you have another guy that can that can give you in Tyke Smith that can give you a lot of validation for your brand new DB's coach. And, and now I think that uh, those guys are going to, you know, he gives credence, I guess, to, to coach a die. And, and, uh, and that's, you know, you can't, as a new coach, you can't understate that enough to, to have instant credibility. No. One of your, one of your guys comes in because you know, he's going to be spreading the good word. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's, and that, and like we talk all the time, you know, building that relationship with players, you know, and, you know, he's a heck of a recruiter, obviously, because how do you get a kid to come to Georgia? I mean, of course, Georgia's Georgia, you know, but how do you get, how do you sell Georgia to that kid who's played for a national championship? You know what I mean? Why not Alabama? You know, why not Oklahoma? You know, things like that. Why does he choose Georgia? And that just shows, like, the the confidence that they have in Coach Dye. You know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys on the back end have also been talking to him as well. But, I mean, when you have an assistant coach that's bringing that much firepower, he's brought in two, you know, and he's only been there, what, since March? Something yeah. like that? Something, yeah, they, they hired you know? him really late. And, and, I mean, and looking at him today, I was kind of jealous. I was like, I got to start by working out because, I mean, he made me kind of jealous today, you know, <laughs> coach looking all buff and everything. Like, he he can go out there and go for somebody right now, you know. Exactly. So, um Exactly. With 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 that much firepower and with, you know, the mind, the great minds that they have on the defense side of the ball right now, it is going to be absolutely wonderful to watch this Bulldog team go to work on defense. And I'm telling you, like you said, and like I said earlier, it looks early 2000 defense-ish right now. Now, time will tell when the season starts, you know, but they look really early 2000 Bulldog defense-ish right now. Training camp's going to be interesting. It's going to be getting those guys on the same page. But, 
these guys they, they they know they know what all that takes and with with the offense exactly you can you can slowly get a guy like eric gilbert uh in, in on the action defensively same with kendrick mm-hmm. that that will allow him to kind of fit right in and, and and not really cause too much of a disruption because when you get a lot of transfers like that that's one of the things you worry about is the mm-hmm. phase like a team that's desperate for a transfer when those guys come in, it seems like for a couple of games they're, they're a little bit off kilter. They find a way to yeah. win. They find a way to take advantage of that talent. But you can tell that they're just not quite on the same page yet. Um, but mm-hmm. it's like Georgia that, you know, you get a couple of transfers and it takes you from like A- minus to A+. Plus. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a pressure for those guys as well. And, and that's another key factor that, that I think is important for the success of this team because – I think now also that allows you to come out of the gates crisp against Clemson or crisper, I should say, mm-hmm. Clemson versus you're trying to you're trying to find a group you're trying to find the best combination of five guys that can get on the same page. Now I think you're going to already have that, and you can mix those guys around, and you can find them, mm-hmm. and they will already be comfortable because those guys will fit right into to, to what you do. Exactly, and in the and in the days of social media now, like I said earlier, you know those guys have been talking to one another. You know they've been in contact. You know they've been you know hyping each other up and everything. The only thing that we're about, and you know we talked spoke about this on our own um, on our last show, is the ego part. You know, so I'm like like with Eric Gilbert. You know he he's bringing in a lot of hype. You know, but does he have the mindset to perform? You know, with as much hype as he's bringing in. You know what I mean? So when you're bringing in a transfer. You know, at the cornerback position, we all know, and in the game of football, cornerbacks are the biggest ego guys in the world. Not only are they the funniest guys in the world, but, you know, they have a different swagger about them. You know, you and you want to make sure that although they're coming in, you know, that that chemistry is, is working. You know, it's not like you don't want them to come in thinking, oh, I'm, I'm big fish. You know, like, no, because, you know, that could cause a problem. That could cause a riff in, in your room, you know, especially if a coach would die with all those guys in there at one time. You know. Oh yeah, and and that's that's important too for those guys to come in and fit in, at, at, like culturally or socially or however you want to describe it. So you know the the egos, they know what they're walking into. They know the culture they're walking into. You you check your ego at the door, and and that's you know that's a given. They knew what they were getting into, uh, so so that shouldn't shouldn't be an issue whatsoever. So I'm excited about that, but. Um, let's, uh, let's keep plugging forward. Uh, want to remind you guys to, uh, to follow us on social media, find us, uh, you can find the show at Willis digital media on YouTube. Uh, eventually we're going to get it squared away to where you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch. I've got a Twitch account now, or we've got a Twitch account, I should say. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can find Israel at Troopstar 28 on Twitter and Instagram. Find me at Coach Burton36 on Twitter, at Burton.Corey on Instagram. You can find the show at Believe in Dogs on all social media platforms. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun as we uh as we roll as we roll on as we press on. So um let's uh let's move this thing forward. Okay, we talk about the transfer w- rules, right? Uh, well, the SEC has made a ruling on their own interconference rulings or interconference transfer rules. Okay, so it's official now, and it's not a shock. But uh, they announced today that it will allow immediate eligibility for interconference transfers following a vote by the league's presidents and chancellors. Okay, so they're going to align the conference with a recent ruling from the NCAA, uh, I guess a couple months ago, that – your one-time free transfer opportunity across all sports. So um, there's going to be uh, this is important measure. It's going to uh, Commissioner Sankey said this is an important measure to further student further support student athletes throughout the Southeastern Conference uh, while maintaining expectation that coaches and others avoid improper recruiting. This change will ensure student athletes who enroll at an SEC member institution will enjoy the flexibility afforded to other student athletes across the nation so um i think it's a great thing uh, i think it's a great rule I, I think they should just go ahead 
go ahead and get on, uh, get online, get in line with, uh, with what's going on and uh, with what's going on in the NCAA. I think it's a great ruling. I think there's a lot of positives to be had here. I think if a kid wants to transfer, he should be able to transfer. Regular students can. And, and the whole thing, the whole time is saying, hey, we got to treat these kids like re- regular students. Well, they're being treated like regular students. They can go from LSU to Florida as a regular student. Might as well be able to do that as an athlete. But I know the arguments. I know the counter arguments. But what if, you know, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Well, it's also not fair if they go to Clemson or State or Texas free. I mean, it, it's it's a free market. So I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be fine. I think it's going to be fine. So uh, that's uh, that's mine. Um, I think that's my ruling there. Uh, so you know I, I like it, and um, you know I think some of the feedback is is, is going to be positive. I think it gives guys opportunities. I really do. I think it gives you opportunities. I think it gives you a chance to, and for, and on the coaching side of it, you have to, you have to figure out now, like that's going to be part of recruiting. You have to figure out how to recruit your own roster. You have to figure out how you're going to manage the personalities on your team. How are you going to take it? How are you going to handle a kid that's not happy with his playing time. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do? What are you going to say to him? How how strong is that relationship? Is he going to want to stick it out? Is he going to want to stay with you, develop, which I think ultimately this transfer portal thing, you know, honestly, if he leaves and tries to transfer to Florida, Florida's got to be able to take him or South Carolina has to be able to take him for him for the transfer to be successful. So it's just like any other transfer portal destination. You've got to have a place to go. And with the way the transfer portal stands right now, there's about 1500 guys in the transfer portal. It ain't pretty right now. So the fact that I think this is going to hurt the conferences is bogus. I I don't think it's going to hurt the conference. I I don't think you're going to see people. I, I know what the fear is. I know what it is. You're not happy at Georgia, so you're going to go to Tennessee. I, I I know what's about to happen. Calm down. It's not going to be that way. People aren't going to want to just up and leave. It's not going to happen. So, I, Israel, you're back. You're back. Yeah, I, I saw you just kind of freeze up and it kicked you out, so... I just went on and on and on. I don't know if I was making any sense, but um, I, I went ahead and dished out our social media stuff there. Troop star 28 coach Burton 36 uh, at believe in dogs on all social media platforms. So I uh, talked about the new ruling, uh, the new intra conference transfer rule. So they're going to be in line with the, the recent NCAA uh, rule ruling of your one-time transfer opportunity across all sports, one freebie. Um, so what what does that mean? What is, how is that how is that a good thing? Right. Mm. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's I think it's a great thing. How? How how is it a great that thing? That is a that is a great thing. That's a great thing in a way to where okay, so if a kid transfers, he gets to play. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you know. I think that's how it's great. Now where they're gonna run into trouble is is if a kid's unhappy and say he was being recruited by another SEC school, he's going to want to go to that school, another school that he was being recruited by. You know what I mean? So will those coaches still have contact with him? That's something they're going to have to – that's something you're going to have to do now. Like the, the idea of learning <laughs> now these coaches are going to have to, you know, it's 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 honestly – it's like it's, it's like you're going to have to have the position dedicated – to keeping up with recent like p- people that you know you you, you know mm-hmm. you finish second with or like there's gonna Ooh. have to be some sort it, it it's gonna be kind of messy at first just like the transfer portal it is but it's gonna be a slippery slope for a little while it's gonna be it's gonna kind of be crazy but there's fifteen hundred kids in the transfer portal so it's like 
even though you want to transfer, another place has got to take you. So like yeah. everything else, like this whole uh, name image likeness thing, uh, it's going to be messy at first as as they try to feel their way yeah. through it, and and as the, but as thing as time wears on, it's going to even out. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, we had a, we had a guest speaker, uh, we had two guest speakers at, at practice today, Darren Mustin, as I said earlier, and a kid uh, at Western Kentucky. Um, thanks to COVID, he's gonna he's gonna have a sixth year of eligibility. He's defensive lineman at Western Kentucky. I, I coached him. At Father Ryan, Jeremy Darvin, uh, that's that's my guy. Mm-hmm. I love Jeremy. Um, he he told me about a, a one of a horror story, uh, a transfer portal horror horror story, uh, from one of his teammates, one of his roommates actually, um, left. Uh, you know, he was like newcomer of the year. He was going to be like all, you know, he was set to be all conference. Like that's that's the kind of path he was on, right? So he goes in the transfer portal thinking he's going to, you know, thinking he's going to go power five, right? You know where he ended mm-hmm. up? Western that house. No, Western <laughs> so he, he found a place, thankfully, right? But, like, can you imagine going from Western Kentucky to mm. Western Illinois? That's what happens when you get greedy. And I think that's what, that's what a lot of these co- – not coaches, but a lot of these kids are going to run into. They're going to get greedy. All right, so they're not getting – say you go to Georgia, all right, and they just got what they just got, right? And you like, well, you know, Florida offered me two there, my number two, so I'm going to go there. Well, you got to understand, they're recruiting every single year as well, you know? So you enter the transfer portal, all right, I want to go to Florida. And they're like, eh, now nah, we good. We're going to get this freshman kid that we've been that we've been looking at. You know what I mean? So – you know the transfer portal yeah. can be deadly, and, and you you're having like expectations, like oh, I fit, you know they were my number two school, they really wanted me bad, so I'm gonna go to the transfer portal. I'm gonna go to Tennessee. Yeah, but then you left. Yeah, <laughs> then you went somewhere else. Yeah. And and then you know you call Tennessee, and they're like, nah, we're good, man. We moved on, and you're like, oh dang. Nah, bro, we good. We, we good. good. The ne- next thing you know, like you're expecting to go to Tennessee, then you end up at UT Martin. Yes. Like. Not where you want it to be. Not nothing against UT mm. Martin. UT Martin's a fine program. It's a Division One FCS program. I want to. I don't want to downgrade uh, programs, but I mean, the expectation of like I'm gonna enter the transfer portal to go to a certain place mm-hmm. is very very dangerous. Mm. You know, that's a that's risky business. How, I'm confused on how is he newcomer of the year? He's this that, and then he transfers out. Like why? But but why though? Yeah, exactly. Like you have to question his motives. Like he, he's like, he, he's something like, you know, I, th- I think he's at like honorable mention all conference, something like that. Um, like Don't tell me that. God almighty. I, I think he was like thinking he was going to go power five probably. But you didn't go power five the first time. See, there's a difference if you went power five the first time and then you want to go to another power five, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you started, on um, CUSA or or whatever they call it now, and then you're trying to go to SEC now, that just doesn't make sense. The, the only thing that would make sense is is if you were like a great issue in like a, a group of five school. Like, yeah. let's say for instance, Buffalo. Buffalo takes you, but mm-hmm. but you had you had offers but you didn't quite qualify. You weren't like a mm-hmm. total non-qualifier where you had to go to JUCO, but you were like a couple things away from being able to go to like, yep. let's say North Carolina. You're a bubble guy. You're a bubble guy, right? Yep. And there's a couple, there's a couple, or there, you know, all the other power five schools kind of backed off of you mm-hmm. because of that. And you ended up at Buffalo, but you showed out, got your grades in order. Now you're ready to come back to power five. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But that's very rare, right? That's very rare. That's not very. a common common scenario. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's good. Um, according to the new policy, so here's a new layer. Here's another layer of it. According to the new policy, in order to gain immediate eligibility, the student athletes will need to declare their intent by February first for fall sports, May first mm-hmm. for winter sports, July first for spring sports. So, if you're a basketball player. Like, 
if you're going to like, if, if I, I think the kids that are transferring to, to Auburn and thing, I think they got, you know, all the, all the mass exodus we had with Georgia basketball, mm-hmm. they would have, they would, you know, they would have till May 1st. So they would have had okay. to declare May 1st if they were going to transfer. Uh, otherwise oh. they have to sit out of here. So that's, that's kind of like the, that's kind of like the layer of it. That's like, okay, I've got to like, I can't, I can't wait till the last minute. I've got mm-hmm. a decision. So I've got to make a quicker decision. So it almost kind of, it's almost kind of like you're in the, like by February 1st, you have to, you have to establish, uh, you have to be, you have to be in the portal by February 1st for football. So, so quick question though. Recruited. Does that, Rule go into effect right now for those guys that did transfer out of Georgia. I think the I think the people that transferred before that, I think a lot of those are are grandfathered in. I, I think like Henry Toto, two o two o. I don't think he has to sit. Or the guys that we got like Brandon Turnage, I don't think he's going to have to sit. Uh, you know the, the guys that we lost uh, to other SEC schools, like Major Burns going to LSU. I don't think he mm-hmm. has to sit. I think they're going to let them fall under the NCAA rule. I think oh, gonna, that's I true. Think okay, going to take effect for like, you know, I, I think for spring sports, I think it's going to be effective immediately. So, like, if you're a baseball mm-hmm. or like a or whatever else is in the in the spring. Uh, you you'll you'll have until July first, but I think football. I think that time has come come and gone. They're going to fall under the national the NCAA ruling for this season for this cycle, mm-hmm. and then they're going to probably fall under conference rule next cycle. Um, mm-hmm. That's my guess. That's not that hasn't come out yet. But well, here's I, another. He would be hard. It'd be hard for SEC to say. Okay, Henry, uh, two o two o. Okay, Brandon Turnage. Okay, Major Burns. You have to sit when that NCAA ruling came back. Came out, I think, back in April, was it? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So with that ruling that just came out nationwide, it's going to be hard to tell these guys they have to sit. Now that they've put further layers on it to kind of protect themselves from really getting this thing messy. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's great. I think that's a great caveat for for the conference, and that gets them what they want as far as it not being the Wild West inside the conference. Mm-hmm. You're still maintaining that inside the conference, and you know you're giving those guys, hey, you got till this date. After this date, you have to sit out, right? Mm-hmm. So here's another here's another curveball, right? So we have the NCAA rule, and we have the conference rule, right? Mm-hmm. So now, can you transfer twice? All right, so say if you transfer it out of the SEC and then you decide to come back into the SEC, you see what I'm saying? Like, well, does that rule now go in effect now? No, I think the NCAA rule allows for one a one-time transfer. There's one. Uh, the SEC, I think, is falling in line with that. So I don't think you – Okay, think still yeah, that, that's what I was wondering. Transfer. Like, if you're going ACC to SEC – that qualifies as not an int- even though you were in that even though you made one jump from SEC to ACC, if you come back into the conference, that would still technically be your second transfer, which means you mm-hmm. have to sit. You have to sit. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, they, you know, they people can always find a little gray area in there. Which, hey, it's not written that I couldn't do it. Then you know somebody will try it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know it's gonna happen. You know somebody's gonna. It's probably gonna be some quarterback that's going to pre- uh, it's gonna press that law. He's gonna to go to like mm. he's gonna transfer to like Boston College for a year and then decide that man, this sucks. It's cold up here. <laughs> it's cold up here. People, <laughs> people yell at you. I'm In going, Boston. In Boston. I'm yeah, they really do. Oh. Boston. I hate it. My dad lived in New Jersey. Oh, did he? Yeah. My dad lived in Jersey, so I would go and visit him. I would go and spend the summer with him. And obviously, if you look at me, if you heard me on the phone, you wouldn't think that I look like me, right? Unless you knew who I were, and unless you knew who I was. Right. You would think I was this country guy, you know, a country white guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. So now I go to New Jersey, and I sound like this. And I'm saying, excuse me, ma'am. You know, and people looking at me like, 
who who are you? And you know, the first thing they ask, you're not from here, are you? Exactly. And I'm like, nah, I grew up in clearly a transient, not. Tran- uh, transient city, I guess, or transplant city, Atlanta. So like my yeah. accent, like I, I'm, I got a kind of a chameleon accent, so I can kind of fit in wherever I am. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I immerse myself into Boston for like more than a few days, I'll kind of start to sound <laughs> like them. From Boston. Boston or New Jersey. So is that why you're yes. a Yankees fan? Is that why you like the Yankees? Yes, yes. So um, my dad was really good friends with uh, King Griffey Sr. Um, growing up. So I got to meet I never got to meet King Griffey, which which was – I love King Griffey. I'm a big King Griffey Jr. fan. But I never got to meet him, but I met his dad, uh, who was really cool, by the way. Um, so um, uh, he was scouting for the, uh, the Mets at the time, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I got to meet him and, um, you know, my dad, who's a big Yankee fan anyway, you know, um, you know, that's just kind of how I grew up watching the Yankees all the time. So um, it was really cool. And then, but, you know, one of my favorite players of all time is Love Andrew him. Jones. Yeah. Who played for the Braves. Um, curious. You know, because I, I love that era with, with uh, him and with, all right, so you had Tom Glavin, um, Smoltz, uh, Maddox, and you, and then you had uh, David Justice, and then were on the team as well. Griff, um, uh, oh. you had who was the shortstop? There was a lot. Yeah. There's so many. Uh, Marquis Grissom. Uh, oh, yeah, squad man. Back in the day, back in the good old days. Back in the good old days, man. That's I loved watching Braves baseball. The Braves are fun to watch now. With uh, yeah, with, uh, they Ronald are. Acuna, Ozzy Albies, uh, the pitching, the bullpen can can be frustrating. Uh, yeah. So here's here's the thing that I understand, and we'll get, we'll get back to football in a minute. But yeah. with everything that goes on in Atlanta, right? And I know Atlanta, the the Braves bring in a lot of money. They, you know, they just bought they just bought Truist Truist Bank Stadium uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah. Why can't they pay their players, mainly pitchers? Because their management group is piss poor. Kill me out. That doesn't make sense to me. Because with all the firepower they have right now, as far as putting up runs, I'm pretty sure that if they had just had decent pitching, even not every, at least two two games out of the series, they would be pretty dang good. Yeah. No, it, it's 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 pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. Yeah, but that's that's why I can't watch the break because I get mad. You know, I'm a I'm a baseball player through and through. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like football, but I love baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to watch it and things like that. And it just makes me mad when I watch them play. Yeah, it does. It 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 does. I, and I can't. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about. You know that they need they need a singular owner. They have this corporation that's not really. They're not really in tune with what's going on with baseball. Yeah. They want to stick to a certain number because it mess it doesn't mess with their profit margins, I, I guess. So if they keep their payroll under a certain amount, they can increase their profit margins, which is all they care about. They need to get an owner. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Exactly. And that's what killed the the Thrashers, uh, the Atlanta Thrashers, if you remember who they are. That's right. Um, there's a there's an ownership group. And this is the reason. This is one of the reasons in like the the two thousands that the Hawks were so bad. Uh, after mm-hmm. like nineteen ninety nine, the Hawks had like two good years um, mm-hmm. until they changed ownership groups. But uh, there was an ownership group called the Atlanta Spirit. It was twelve like big big money big wigs that that came together that pulled together to own the Phillips Arena, the Thrashers. And the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And they were so bad. Like they mismanaged it so bad because they couldn't agree on anything. So you have you have a hockey player in Ilya Kovalchuk with the with the Thrashers, who he came up with the Thrashers. You're drafted drafted by the Thrashers. Mismanaged him so bad. They they got Danny Heatley. They had to trade him. Marion, they traded for Marion Hosa. He was good, mm-hmm. but they could never pay him. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pay no. him. They were cheap. So they had to trade Kovalchuk before his 
big deal. They had to trade Hosef before his big deal. Slava Kozlov for his big deal. Kari Lettinen fell apart because they had no talent in front of them. Attendance plummeted, and they had to move the team to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So they so the Atlanta Spirit Group lost the Thrashers, the second Atlanta hockey team to Canada. The, Atlanta had two oh. NHL teams at one time. That's that's crazy. You know, that's Calgary, crazy. But right now, though, it used to be what's the, that? The Calgary Flames used to be the Atlanta Flames. No way! I didn't know that. Yep, it used to be the Atlanta Flames back in like the that's 70s, crazy. I think, early eighties, something like that. Yeah, used to but be hey, the Hawks are going to the second round of the playoffs. They are. The, see, new ownership group, new GM, new structure. Now. Like they're like their their whole structure. When they passed on Chris Paul to draft Marvin Williams, they lost me for a long time. <laughs> they lost me, and and it's not like they had a good point guard. Like they were a banana peel of ha- away from having me as their point guard. Yeah, I mean I got handles, but not like that. Mm. Like like but- they're. Their best point guard was Royal Ivy, which I I love Royal Ivy. That's true. I like him too. He he's a good dude. A solid role player. Yeah. But you pass up Chris Paul. Yeah. Who is role player role players don't win you championships unless you have a superstar. Some dominance in that in that five. And their superstar was Joe Johnson, who's the most unassuming superstar of all time. Yeah, and he was pretty good too then. He was really- but but here's another fun fact for you. All right. So Georgia just got some firepower, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The Hawks are in the second round of playoffs. Yep. So you got a lot. Yep. The Braves, and, the Braves are hitting home runs. Cunha's leading the league. They are. And Georgia Tech's still Georgia Tech. So we're still winning no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia's still number one in that pecking order. That's true. The Hawks aren't there yet. They went, hey, they win this, they win this round. Now some it's going to turn some heads. Now you got my attention. Braves need to figure out some some solutions in the bullpen. They're starting pitching in a mess too with injuries. Um, but Acuna is lighting the world on fire, and so is Freeman. They're a bunt away from going to the World Series last year. A yep. bunt. A bunt. That's so. Frustrating. And I will still I will forever be mad at the fact that they did not bunt in that situation with no outs. Run on first. No, run on second with no outs. And they didn't butt. Yeah, not one over. time to move them over. Yeah, that's so that's frustrating because you had a chance to. Uh, the Falcons, they're a wait and see, but they're, they're they're getting ready to trade Julio. So they are. They're getting ready to trade Julio, probably to the Titans. To the Titans. So apparently, the Ravens are very interested in them as well. Yeah. So now, so think about this. So now you're adding Rashad Bateman, who they just drafted. Yep. You're adding the plethora of tight ends they have because they go so many different formations and 13 personnel. Yeah. And then you got Lamar Jackson back there yep. with a dang good offensive line. They drafted oh Tylen Wallace, too, from Oklahoma State. Let's not let that one slip oh. in the cracks. I'm telling you, the, the AFC over there is about to be real good. Yeah, and they it's just signed somebody in free agency, too, that I think was pretty good. Hang on, let me – I'm going to look that oh, up. They signed a running back. Did they sign a running back? They love signing running backs. We know that. Um, yeah, I'm going to look that up. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, Georgia's still the Georgia's still added the most firepower, right? They mm-hmm. have, you know, they're still, they're still the number. They signed Sammy Watkins, too. Um, that's who, that's who it was. Um, so, good veteran leadership there. So, um, but yeah, the Falcons. Have have a long way to go. Georgia Tech is still climbing that mountain. Uh, the, the Hawks are, are close. The Braves are close. But right mm-hmm. now, Georgia's still the number one show in town. And adding the final, they, they did. They might have just they might have just ran away. So I, I'm I'm extremely happy with 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 the the transfer portal and, and everything they were able to to accomplish. So I am as well. I am as well. Yeah, that was that was really good. But you know, but I know. Before we wrap up or we get close to wrapping up, I just want to say uh, Josh Brooks is, is the man. Um, have you seen the new facility, by the way? 
I've seen bits and pieces of it, but holy cow, man, it is outstanding. I don't know if they have like a full virtual tour. If they do, oh my god, I'm dude, taking- they got like full blown Cadillacs in 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 the locker room now. Have you seen those seats? And it's got their their face and jersey thing. They got them in their jersey, their face on top of their locker. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous and i can't wait to go and tour it whenever i get a chance to. Yeah, I, I want to go and tour it and see, see what they're working with um that's it is yeah, awesome i, I want to see i want to see it all i want to see everything that they have in there it, it's it's amazing it's uh and and they deserve it man and josh brooks grand slam ad hire and, and I, I know i know yeah. you and i sound like both sound like john gruden with all the cheerleading that we're doing but it's not I'll gladly be that. Yeah. It it's it it was the move. Right. And he is he's killing it. Um the the only the only blemish yeah. on his on his resume right now is the whole mess with the basketball program. But you know, I guess basketball is just a more transient sport. You know, you lose four, you gain four. They got a transfer yeah. from Gonzaga the other day. Uh Tom Crean before we wrap up, uh just some random news and nuggets from uh from UGA Athletics. Uh, Tom Crean is expected to hire, make another hire as an assistant coach. He's going to add Stephen F. Austin, assistant Wade Mason, to his staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, uh, so he's going to be somebody that's going to add some, uh, add some depth to the coaching staff and add a whole other recruiting territory there. So uh, I'm excited to see what basketball is going to do. Uh, they have to, uh, they have some work to do, man. They they're gonna have to gel again, which is kind of frustrating. But they're they're gonna have to gel. Yeah. You, you, one thing about football is you're around each other enough to where you gel automatically. You know, you're 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 together way way more than any other sport, in my opinion. You know, just because all right, you got to see each other for this amount of time, and you study with each other and blah blah blah. So chemistry is basketball and. You know, when you when you lose so many and then you gain a couple here, you know, and with the track record that Josh Brooks is going right now, he's looking for results. And that's one thing that Kirby Smart's looking for as well. Results. Exactly. And if those results can't happen, then somebody's gonna be looking for a job real soon. But I hope it does. I like I like Coach Green. I like I like what he's done, you know, um before losing these guys and I, I like his body of work. I think he I think he can fix it. You know, I just hope it's sooner rather than later for his sake. He just got to, you know, he just got to do it. This is the year. And I don't think, I think Josh Brooks has told him that. I think, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to take the job. Then like three weeks later say, oh, Tom Crean, by the way, you're fired. Uh, I didn't think that, I I didn't think he wanted that to be his first move. And then he got down the road and he's like, well, I can't fire him now. I'm going to give him one more go at it. Uh, But I I think Mm -hmm. he's, he's red hot. So, Israel, this is going to just about wrap us up. The last thing I want to talk about is the last thing I want to mention, I should say, is uh, the College Football Hall of Fame has two uh, two big nominees for the 2022 class. Uh, that would be Champ Bailey and Garrison Hurst. Um, they are mm-hmm. among the 78 players that are being considered for induction among the uh, football subdivision. Um, this is uh, for Champ. This is his second consecutive year he's been considered. Uh, and then I think for Hurst, he was, uh, I think this might be his first time up for consideration. So just a little bit of resume, college resume for these guys. Um, Champ Bailey was named All-SEC first team, both 97, 98. and 98, he was a consensus All-American in addition to uh, – locking his side of the field down, recording just three interceptions as a junior. If you're a DB and you have just three interceptions, that means they're probably not coming to you as a corner. Yeah. Uh, that that means that's a, that's actually a good thing. Um, Champ Bailey also chipped in on offense, c- catching 47 passes for 744 yards and five touchdowns. He was taken seventh overall in the 99 draft by, by the Washington football team. Uh, before being traded to the to the Broncos in a in what was a huge deal, uh, the Broncos uh, trading away Clinton Portis to to the Washington Football Team, then called the Redskins. So Champ Bailey, that's his resume, which on paper it doesn't seem like much, but 
dude had a major impact, and it's probably going to be a. Dude. You got to look at his body of work. I mean, when yeah. I when I think of Hall of Fame guys, you know, on paper, yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, it doesn't sound really good. I mean, but when you look at the body of work and what he was able to do, like you said, three interceptions. Well, somebody who doesn't know football, well, he only had three interceptions. Well, look how many times they threw the ball over there to him. Yeah, you got to look at Sammy times. You can't intercept the ball. Yeah, you can't throw. You can't go intercept the ball from across the field if you're not on the side. You know, so I mean, you're a first round draft pick, and you play forever. You know, in the NFL, he's gonna be and the production that he's had in the NFL. I mean, it's how how would he be able to be inducted faster in the NFL than in college football? Exactly. That would be. <laughs> I'm kind of actually hoping that happens. That would be a travesty. Be a travesty. I'm kind of hoping that happens because I, I think that'd be, I think that'd be funny. Like, hey, he's in the NFL Hall of Fame, but not the College Football Hall of Fame. Come on, not in man. the College Football Hall of Fame. So the other guy, Garrison Hurst, '92. He was named unanimous All-American, SEC Player of the Year, the Doak Walker Award winner, finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting. Not bad. During his third and final season at Georgia, he ran for 1,500 yards and 19 touchdowns in his career. He had 3,232 yards, which is good for second all-time in the program history. Um, it was good for second at the time. Uh, unfortunately for, for Hurst, that mark has since been beaten by Chubb and Sony and Gurley. So Hurst is, uh, Hurst is now fifth on the all-time rushing list. Thanks to one Nick Chubb, one Sony Michelle, and one Todd Gurley. He was also selected third overall by the Phoenix Cardinals in the 93 draft. He had a gruesome injury, would have had a longer career, but he had a gruesome injury against the Falcons in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, never really bounced back from that. Um, but nonetheless, impact player for Georgia. Too bad that he didn't have too much around him there in the early 90s. Uh, they couldn't do much, and they certainly couldn't get past uh, Spurrier's uh, Florida Gators fun and gun offense. So, um, two two good guys, two good dogs going into hopefully going into the College Football Hall of Fame. They're they're nominated, so uh, we will uh, we will be rooting for them. If I had any voting power, which Israel, if we get any more famous, we're probably going to have voting power. So, if we get more famous, I, I hope so. That would be great, wouldn't it? So. Um, It'd be awesome. wrap up our first show. So how'd you feel? How'd you feel being on camera? This is cool. So I'm trying to like look straight ahead and not look at myself over here in the corner and then not look down at you, yeah. you know? So it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's like Tyler and Nice. You're like, I don't know what to do with my hands, you know? Yeah. But I mean, this, this is cool. Yeah, um, cool. I'm glad we got the opportunity, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, and it is a, a, Thank you to everybody that listens to us, yeah. you know, because without you guys, none of this would be possible. Exactly. Um, so thank you out there in the podcast world and in the sports world for making this possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you talk to Terrence Edwards? We need to get him on the show. I do. I do. Actually, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the wide receiver coach at Pace, Pace Academy. That's right. Um, right now. So um, Terrence, I'm calling you out. I Let's get on the show. Let's talk, <laughs> Let's talk about that O2 team. Most definitely. He um he, he's a great guy. Um I try to I try to get with him whenever I'm in Atlanta, you know, because I'm always learning, you know. Um so um I think he's actually the offensive coordinator this year um at, at Pace. Um if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to my man Terrence. Yeah. Um good luck this season as well. And also good luck to um, all our campers. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw Georgia had had a a full crew um, this week. Uh, not only with just uh, guys going on their visits, but you know with camps this week. Um, I got to see pictures, you know, with Kirby Smart and all the staff with guys as well. Um, so good luck to everybody that's going to camp. Um, hope you stay safe and uh, good luck Absolutely. this season as well. well. That's going to do it for us here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Find us on social media at Believe in Dogs on all social media platforms. We are presented by betonline.ag. We thank you for listening. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We will see you back here next week on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.